What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. I'm your sensei for the day, Sebastian Baldwin, and joining me today is Boss Rush's own Nintendo guru, and that's Eddie Varnell. What, like, Eddie, you are, like, one of the best, 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 best encyclopedic knowledge person people when it comes to like nintendo things like all things nintendo you are just on it you remember it like it's the back of your hand is such like that well we got a nintendo direct last week um as of this recording and they dropped some bangers in there they dropped some legit bombs um before we talk about like your thoughts on the direct though i gotta be polite you know how are you doing how how's everything going today um i'm doing great uh i just came down from the nintendo direct after twirling you know fifteen thousand feet in the air so <laughs> i am super happy that that direct happened i um i'm really glad that we did have it because at this point in time we didn't know what nintendo was doing now that we know yeah it's it's going to be a good fall lineup for gaming. So, yeah. Personally, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was about to say, when we initially like were planning to do an episode together, um, and we, we had it, we had the whole premise of that episode being like, what do you think Nintendo's plans are for the fall? And then we got that direct, like while we were planning everything out and now we know everything basically. So <laughs> the whole premise of the show is basically changed. So I got to ask you, well, what was your favorite announcements from the direct? Oh man, my favorite announcement definitely was Pikmin One and Two. Uh, Myth for Myth is it Myth Force? I think the Saturday morning cartoon one. Yeah. Uh, um, definitely the Mario. Uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, Super Mario uh, RPG was a shot that that was there. Uh, Silent Hope, another RPG. Um. And then Detective Pikachu was a, a really good one. So, like, I was kind of shocked about that. But my, let me tell you, but the best moment, and this is not even, you know, talking about the Zelda amiibo. Or anything. <laughs> that was the best... in the running for the best moment for you? No, no, no. Because it was just like, when we when I seen them, I'm like, oh, I can't believe. Because we didn't plan on having Zelda or Ganon. Ganondorf mm-hmm. into it. So when they showed it off, I was just like, oh, that's cool. They're doing it. You know, I was like, and dropping my jaw. But when uh, Kazumi uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, was dancing after the <laughs> WarioWare move it, and mm-hmm. he was doing that move, I grabbed my mouth, fell out laughing, and was just like, if this is not a gift after this presentation, I don't know what is. Someone needs to make it. And uh, one of our friends did make it. And that's good. Uh, you can find it. I fell out laughing because he was into it too. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the funny thing that I love about Nintendo. Because it, it gives me very Iwata era. That it was just funny things happen. And the, pres- the presentation uh, or the presenters and everything they will kind of have fun and make a, not make a fool up of themselves, but they will be in on the joke and mm-hmm. have fun with it. And if you think about Nintendo, all they care about is fun. Of course, they care about business. And yeah, sales for sure. It's all about the but dollar bill, bill. Exactly. So it was all about the fun. And I was just like, it's good to see this back and everything. Yeah, I, so I agree that, with that. That was kind of like, yeah, that was kind of my like big hot like which was which just seeing that because it was so unexpected 
and he was listening into it. And I'm just like, oh, this is when he would start dancing, like, oh, this is me with all of these announcements and these games that I'm getting for PlayStation, Xbox, and in uh Nintendo. So it's gonna be like, so you see that and be like, yes, it's new release day. <laughs> but yeah, uh it, it was a great direct and everything. So yeah, man, that's fun. That's fun. Out of all the games, which game do you feel like you're going to spend the most time in? That was announced on the Nintendo Direct. Oh, the most time that I'm definitely going to be sit, uh, uh, spending time in is definitely uh, Silent Hope. Oh, okay. That that because, that one looks fun. Yes, um, because just like I love action RPGs, and it looks it just speaks right up my alley. Oh on this gameplay styles and everything. So I'm definitely going to be uh, playing that a lot. Um, I know people were suspecting Super Mario Brothers Wonder and uh, Super Mario World, but those had to play like in my own time and just be deep into it and be like, these are some games that I cannot say anything about until everybody get finished with it. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can agree with that. Like, you know, I, I'm a weird person because I'm not like the biggest like super I'm not the biggest Nintendo person around. It's like mm-hmm. I like a lot of I like a lot of their IPs uh, on principle, but like I some of the gameplay mechanics are not usually the genres I gravitate to. Like I'm not super huge yes. into platformers. And then like Nintendo has like a lot of puzzle elements in their game. And I'm not like super big on like a lot of puzzle games. So like the Nintendo games that I gravitate to are more so like the JRPGs and RPGs. Like those are more so my my thing more so than anything else. So like this direct wasn't like the direct where I'm like, man, this is this is all type of Sebastian announcements, except for like some of the stuff that we already like knew about. And that was like Persona 5 Tactica. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love Persona 5. I'm all down for that. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to playing that game. As for everything else, though, I'm like, not really for me, you know, if I'm being honest. Like, Mario doesn't really do anything for me. If I, like, um, uh, as far as, like, I'm a huge Batman person, so I would I love mm-hmm. playing all the Arkham games. I'm not going to play that on the Switch, though. Like, if, I, if I'm being real, like, I, you know, I've, I would probably play that on a Steam Deck or, like, any other mm-hmm. console before that, just because I want faster load times and, like, high-resolution graphics. Yeah. And, well, I, I think it's... I'm going to get it on Switch because I know we didn't get uh Night uh Arkham Knight on Switch and we didn't get the first Batman um game because we got Arkham City uh, and Origins on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So I'm being just to have this kind of like on you know for Switch, it's, just, it's it's one of those things to be like, okay, let's see what WB and Rocksteady. I don't know who's doing the port or anything, but I was like, I want to see what they do. I'm in am intrigued and you know it's something that it's good to have those games on the go just yeah on the switch and i know i know people's just like where you got the steam deck i'm like yeah but but i'm just like i i rather just be like okay so my cartridge or you know it's downloaded on my system and i don't have to really worry about battery life or anything maybe it's it don't drain my console or anything and probably it's going to look good on the oled yeah, yeah. I go, so I, I completely agree with that. You know, like, I, I think that's just a preference of, of like, the way we game and such like that. Like, mm-hmm. 
um yeah you're right like this the the steam deck does have have its multitude of problems especially with that battery life component so this game might not be the ideal game for a steam deck thing but it's just it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to want to play this on switch versus having mm. that when i already have like all three of the games on like xbox or playstation at that point it really is like a novelty kind of game yeah. you know that people to be like i got this just to have it in my collection because i'm surprised it's coming to um switch and everything so just like the, like the, almost like the richard three um and boom and wolfenstein and stuff it's just like i can't believe they put it on this system and i'm up to i'm up to buying those games just to see i'm curious on how they run oh they run good and i can play this yeah and people were beating the witcher 3 on switch that's crazy isn't it <laughs> like yeah and, and i uh and i think it's just something to have because i once to me personally now this is for, coming from a physical uh viewpoint yeah mm-hmm. once that game start being stop being physical and you don't want to have the digital version, you're going to go online and try to see where it's at and you can't find it no more. But whoever said selling it is going to be like a hundred plus some dollars. Yeah. They did them scalpers, man. Mark that thing up like after, um, after it goes away digitally. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, we're kind of seeing that right now with, um, 3ds games. Like, yeah, 3ds games are getting quite the, the markup right now. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Do you feel like you're going to be playing these games um, on your Switch, or is it just kind of like I I kind of want to collect it sort of thing? I'm, I'm going to be playing them on my Switch because uh-huh. I beat I beat like one or two on my PS3. Um, oh. I have Arkham I have Arkham Knight on my PS4 and my Xbox One, but I just didn't really get into it. Something about it just like uh whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have I origins of my have origins of my Wii U and then I got like the digital versions of my Series X. Um so but I'm like since these games haven't came to uh Nintendo and it's gonna be all the DLC. Yeah, and that's everything, exciting. I I'd rather get like this full collection with everything on it and stuff. And and knowing Rocksteady, they'll also probably put it on Xbox and PlayStation at a later time. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. So we talked a little bit about the the direct or anything. Do you have any uh, any other highlights you would like to shout out about the direct? Um, the the uh, highlights I would like to definitely shout out uh, was the Metal Gear Solid uh, collection. Uh, we didn't know that if it was coming to Switch, and we got the reveal uh, for it, which kind of gave a breakdown of what we're going to get. So what I'm surprised about. Is that even though Sony got to show off that they're doing a remake of Snake Eater uh, oh. um, with Metal Gear Solid 3, they didn't get um, the breakdown reveal for their showcase because Nintendo had it. So that's interesting that Konami made a deal with Sony and Nintendo on the marketing of who gets to show what. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's I think that's really cool um for it. And that kind of also uh happened with um that also kind of happened with Sonic uh Superstars that Nintendo got the full breakdown than anybody else. Um 
Is that a game you're going to be playing? Sonic Superstars? Yeah, I'm going to be playing Sonic. Uh, definitely, I'm going when it drops. Um, is uh, PD's Big Breakaway. Yeah. Uh, that's from the uh, team who made uh, Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. That game looks so up my alley. It looks so good. And that's the reason why they're not making uh, Sonic Superstars. Because they've been making their all game. So um, Sonic, um, that Sonic game, is it coming out this year or is it that next fall, uh, next spring? It is coming this year. Okay. I, um, I, I couldn't yeah. remember. Sonic is not like usually my IP. So I sort of blocked that out of, of my memory bank there. But like, yeah, it's. That is interesting to me because, like, like you said, that Sonic basically they showed all the guns for that game here at the direct as opposed to, you know, Summer Game Fest or anywhere else. That's that's pretty interesting. And then you also like I also think about like this game feels like the perfect handheld type of game situation. So it just feels like a marriage made in heaven, you know? Yes, completely. Um, And I think the Sonic game is supposed to be in October. Oh, so okay. we're getting uh so we're getting that in October. We're also getting Spider-Man and we're also getting Mario uh Wonder. So Man. we're gonna be October and September is literally packed. And it's weird because moving from like the big game next month for a lot of people is Pikmin 4. And then kind of in August, it's like Sea of Stars and um uh Vampire Survivor on Switch. Mm-hmm. People are gonna be playing that. Then you get into September and you got like uh you got Starfield drop. Oh, I'm so excited for Starfield, man. So I I still gotta order my the controller. Um and I'm just gonna get it? buying edition. Yeah, I'm gonna buy I'm buying the controller. I was planning to get Starfield anyway, but mm. I was waiting to see if there was gonna be a physical version. And it was just like the the physical version. Um, the box is not going to have no disc in it. It's only going to have the digital code. So I'm just going to end up buying the code and stuff. So yeah. if I was being, I mean, I would still be buying to get in the game, but it kind of feels like I'm only paying for the artwork of the box. And <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> That's I'm, I'm not thrilled. About, like, exactly. And I'm not thrilled about their, their artwork of the box or anything. Um, so I'm like, knowing that they're going to be a digital version, I'd rather just buy it on uh series x hopefully they do a install like a quick installer or pre-install it and then mm-hmm. when the game releases i'll be ready to play i probably won't be able to play it that night until that night depending on what time i gotta work or anything but yeah. starfield is a game that um that i'm going to get man i'm excited for starfield like um and the crazy thing is i wasn't excited about it at all until that that starfield showcase after the nintendo mm-hmm. uh, like after the xbox showcase that won me over like i i always kind of felt like i knew what starfield was but like they didn't show me enough to make me fall in love if that makes sense it's like but that that showcase i was just like oh man this looks like something i've been because i've been ready for western rpg for a long time mm-hmm. like that's something i've kind of been hungry for and I don't feel like Outer Worlds kind of clicked a little bit for me, but not all the way. And this yeah. is like it's it's more my jam. So I'm I'm excited for Starfield. I gotta ask you and, though, like, oh, go ahead. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, I am a Nintendo player, and I buy a lot of first party Nintendo, but I also buy a lot of first party Microsoft and Sony. So when those games come out, um, 
I do my best to go, I would support them and buy it. And so Starfield, I want to have because definitely when it comes to everybody playing and having a conversation, um, I want to be kind of about that uh, conversation and kind of talk about um, what people might be missing or not understanding when it comes to Xbox first party games. Yeah, I mean, and then like you and I do video game podcasts and like uh, that sort of comes the game of the year conversation comes with that territory as well. And that, you know, if it it, for a lot of people might make a case for game of the year, you know, depending on how everything going Um, like I know like a lot of people's front runners, um, Tears of the Kingdom, like some people like got hooked on Diablo. Some got like some really love Street Fighter and Final Fantasy 16. So I, I don't know if it's quite as clear cut as Elden Ring was last year but like yeah they, you're right like you kind of have to play a little bit of everything to kind of have that informed conversation there yeah and it, and it feels like with a lot of the games um that people want to list nominate for their game of the year it's well deserved mm-hmm. you know if you want to put Resident Evil remake if you want to put Starfield if you want to put Spider-Man 2 whenever it drops or Final Fantasy 16 or whatever. If these guys really feel like they earned it, they have a right to have that nomination. Oh, and yeah. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a very big nomination um for this year. Now, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, of course that's the big one, and I think it's probably going to be it's a big one because on how much that game is a science game and people are surprised of what they could do um, with what the game offers, with its physics and uh, gameplay ideas that you could get away. You know, sending the Korok like 155 <laughs> uh, feet in the air. But then you see people making like the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and from Star Wars and doing all of this crazy stuff. Someone actually did the game Mousetrap. Someone literally, someone made a thing with Mousetrap and they trick a uh, uh, a bar cobbler, uh mm-hmm. to falling into it. It landed, it landed, and then it blew up. And someone put Tom and Jerry music to it. That and it is was funny. Funny. Someone made. Uh, there's these laser rings that you go mm-hmm. uh, make and everything. They made a ring with lasers with the uh, bar uh, bar cobbler. Mm-hmm. And when one of them tried to run into it, uh, someone uh, rolled away uh, or ran off from as Link, and they ran into the um, the electricity and died. That's crazy, man. So it's it's I it's been exciting, and the game may help create so many groups on Discord. Like there is a, I just found out there is a engineer discord for the legend of zilla on telling you on how to make vehicles how to make traps and everything which just the game offers so if people think that tis of the king them shouldn't be up there or they think it just was another legend of zelda game you need to see the stuff that people put out about this game yeah i don't even like the game but i respect it you know like i the game's not for me you already know this like i already call it false king and everything on social media but like (laughs) (laughs) but it's in a you know it's in a respectful manner it's just not it's just like something that didn't appeal doesn't appeal to me personally after and i tried it for 30 hours man i did not put some effort into that bad boy it's just like man it's hard dude it's like it's it it didn't grab me like um 
it didn't grab me like other games that that are more Sebastian centric type of games um, are like, I know Spider-Man is like, that's going to be my jam. Like that is probably going to be a Sebastian Sebastian game. And I'm, I'm going to like lose myself into that. But you know, like I love, I love everyone having fun and I'm glad people are really just not loving tears of the kingdom though. I got to ask you real quick though, um, to the topic of the show. So we are calling this episode. Is this the swan song? Is this year the swan song for the Nintendo Switch? And what I mean by that is like this, it seemed like what we got out of this direct was like really good games, but not necessarily their A tier system seller games, which kind of makes me feel like maybe they're saving that for like the maybe they're saving that for like the Switch 2, which you know, if rumors are to be believed, like they might be in production currently. So I'm like if uh, are they sa- are they saving themselves for for that type of thing with um with all the like like i said kind of not necessarily like a tier video games but like really good b tier really good c tier type of games because we got mario rpg we do got mario um super mario brothers wonder we also had um pigmen 4 which you know like Pigment has a very devout audience, don't get me wrong, but it's never it, Pigment is not necessarily the Mario of 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 Nintendo. You know what I mean? It's not like the high the uh, the like the A tier bar. So that makes me wonder, like, do you think this is the swan song, the final year of of this of the Nintendo Switch before we do get a Switch 2, a Switch Pro, a Super Nintendo Switch? <laughs> you know, what what do you think about Maybe. all this? Hades, no, this is not the last year. This is no way they are even close to the swap song of the Switch. Oh. They got a lot of stuff still planned for the system. And the reason I say that um, is because with the pricing of Microsoft and Sony going up and barely still any games that's really hitting the stride for people to go out and get those systems, Nintendo could still have that chance of making money just off the Switch and the OLED everything by putting these fantastic games on there getting people to do pre-orders people still going in to pick up the special edition of switch and everything so why would nintendo wrap it up on their money making uh product with with releasing these games and everything you know if if they were going to get ready to do a swan song and everything for it Nintendo will announce that they're ready to get a swan song, but you don't start making games in events and telling everybody we got some stuff in 2024. We got can't wait to reveal to you guys. Like we know two games that's coming out of 2024, and then we still got Gamescom, and we still got the rest of the year for Nintendo to announce something. We still know that there's business deals happening with Kobe Tecmo, Platinum Games, um, maybe still with WayForward, Mercury Steam, Bandai Nickel, like. Nintendo still got stuff. They're just waiting for the right time to reveal it. And plus, no one has, uh, Nintendo hasn't, uh, they're probably in their their research and development phase, but they haven't been testing chips. They haven't tried to get any engine out or anything, you know, I mean, or development kits. Like, if they're going to do development kits, guess what? Sony has to get one. Why? Because the MLB, the show. Microsoft had to get one. Why? Because of Minecraft and some of the other games and everything that if they want to make it. Definitely if they're going to do Call of Duty, if they get Activision, Microsoft going to have to get a kit from Nintendo. And that kit is going to be their next-gen kit. 
Do you think so um, if, do you think it could be the case to where like it sure like they could they could like be doing all this and still like kind of having their cake and eating it too with like because like the Switch Pro or the Super Nintendo Switch what well, let, let's just call it Switch 2 is like is backwards compatible. Like it's just it's not necessarily like a brand new like Switch. It's basically the same exact thing but with improved like hardware. You know what I mean? Like if that's yeah. the case, then you don't necessarily have to send those things out, you know? Well, I think they, they want to, they're probably going to want to do it because uh, mm-hmm. the different engines that's going to be on it. If if the current Switch engine, uh, current Switch stuff can't run Unreal Engine 5, and or let's say they want to give a game to, front to Square and there's one in the Luminous engine, what if we get for Spoken on Switch 2? The I Switch would be that's shocked. right now. <laughs> And and to think and, and just think about it. Even if that does happen, I bet you more people will laugh at it, but yet they will pick it up because it's on a Nintendo platform. And I it may so. be like, and it may be like, okay, they fixed some stuff. They got the Luminous Engine running on Switch Two. Games are looking gorgeous. Okay, if that's looking gorgeous, can we get Kingdom Hearts uh, Four? Can we get Final Fantasy Sixteen? What games can uh, uh, Square solve? Port over to Switch, uh, Switch Two. I call it Switch Deluxe. Yeah, the Switch Let, Deluxe. Switch Deluxe. And, I like that. Uh, the Switch Deluxe, and it has these engines that's running. Then you, then we know that Nintendo just like okay, we gave we gave them our development kit. They know what they're gonna uh what they're gonna present to us. Now our our launch lineup is going to be banger at the banger at the insane banger not only are we going to have those big games we're going to have some great indies we're going to probably have that okay let's do metroid prime 4 for switch deluxe as the launch game as a cross-gen game okay fine let's say in april we delivered you guys or in june we delivered you guys mario kart 9 yeah you know it, it seems like they're kind of leaning up to that though you know because like it 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 does seem like they're holding their cards close to the vest right now is is like it doesn't seem like we are you know like i don't i think this is the perfect like transitional games that we're kind of getting in the lineup because a lot of them are third party games but the first part of nintendo games are those those titles that feel like they're transitional titles they feel like they do feel like the b or c tier titles to where like Pigman feels like it can, it can be the swan song for or like the final like the let's put it like this I I think like let's say that Mario Wonder Pigman Four were the fi- they were the final two out of four of like the native Nintendo Switch games made by first party Nintendo games for the Switch does that sound fair or does that still yeah, still feel like a ways fair. off that that's, that sounds fair I I would I would probably say Let's end it with Mario Wonder and Mario RPG, because those are those will be like the okay, two final two. in the year. Okay. Yeah, that makes the sense. final so, games from Nintendo. So, so if that was the case, if if like if the hot if like our hypothesis is correct that maybe they're not necessarily winding down. I think winding down might mm-hmm. be a bad way to phrase it, but maybe maybe they're strategically planning an announcement for the Switch Pro or the Switch Deluxe, as you like to call it, next year. Yeah. Well, like maybe that's the fall now. Maybe that's like it comes out next fall, so to speak. Okay. It, what games do you feel like they're holding close to their vest for that type of announcement? Do you feel like it is oh. like a a, a well, Mario? Uh huh. 
Mario, uh, probably the next Mario Odyssey, Donkey Kong, Metroid. Um, maybe everybody wants to three switch or something. Um, you think they're gonna do another one? Who knows? Uh, probably yeah. the transfer of NSO stuff. Um, they'll probably get uh, talk to Microsoft to be like, hey, um, we would love to have some of your properties on there. You know, what if you guys, if you're Wolfenstein 3, if you guys would be able to do that, you know, if, would there be a possibility that we get it? Okay, you guys own Activision. Can we get Call of Duty? Can we get Diablo 4? Can we get these hit games just for our launch lineup? Because Diablo 4 definitely would have all the upgrades and DLC and stuff ready to go. People are going to play that game on the go of uh, Switch Deluxe does it. Call of Duty, people are going to play that game on the go and everything. And if these other companies are willing to support or even do upgrades of past games, then then Switch will have Switch Deluxe won't, won't not not only have a strong library um, at release, they're going to have a strong library because of the Switch in the past. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You know, I like that and, vision. You know, and the, and the thing about it is, is that because th- this is my thing about it, all Nintendo really we have to do when it comes to Switch Deluxe is work with the people who are willing to work with them. Do not work with EA. Why? Because EA is not going to support you, even though you got the sales and even though you got the technology, they are not going to support you in the way that they should support you. Yeah. I so mean, let them miss let them miss that let, let them miss that Nintendo money. And yeah. while Nintendo starts making money. Because what what is what is Sony and Microsoft got? Y'all got games, but you announced that all even even though that's for 2024, your stuff is not guaranteed without it being delayed. No, no, I don't think anyone out, you know, like I, I think that's kind of the nature of the industry right now is almost mm-hmm. de- delays feel inevitable. But like, yeah, I think that's a that's a really cool point you made there of like work with the people who want to work with you. I think that is something that Nintendo can kind of like do in this next generation um, of really just hammering home of like, hey, we if we do work with EA, maybe it is on the EA play levels of where you like, you don't, maybe you don't see like one of the big things. Maybe you see Overwatch or something, you know, like Overwatch seems like a playable mm-hmm. game on the Switch, if I'm being honest with you. But like, so maybe not like a Jedi Survivors, maybe not like a Mass Effect, maybe unless you do like remasters, unless EA wants to do like Mass Effect not collector's even, editions on that. Not, not, not even that because EA had a chance to do all of that. And they didn't. Yeah. If you're not paying attention to your own social media where people were just like, I hope this game comes to Switch and people were ready to put their, I bet you if it came to pre-orders, I bet you you see that Switch pre-order numbers go up. So that would tell you something. Oh, people are willing to play these games on this hardware, regardless if it's the biggest next thing or, or whatever. If it runs well and people are really ready to play, you don't think they would people would have not played Mass Effect trilogy on the go? I think they would and have. not show pictures. Oh I heck yeah! Would. Do you think they? Oh, do yeah. you think the Switch can run Mass Effect trilogy though? Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be like a scaled down version or something? Because I don't know. Like it, it's, it, you know, like no, I'm always skeptical of what games can actually the, be ran on the Switch well, you know? I mean, I mean, at a scaled down part, yeah, they can. But the thing about it is the Mass Effect H, uh, HD or Remastered Trilogy 
don't look that different than the other games, than the original versions. So I, I mean, you're still seeing, you're unless they go really go in and kind of redesign the game to make like make it look like uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, then yes, I could see Switch probably having a problem. But no, they just added some paint, changed some things, and released it as a collection with everything. Like it doesn't look no different. There's still some stuttering in it. The uh the tank that you drive in the first one has some better controls, but it's still a garbage can full of rocks that you're driving. So yeah. it's so you have you had the opportunity to get that game on Switch. And, and I'm sorry, EA, and I know people are gonna give me about this, but people dropped Mass Effect trilogy after it a month after it came out. Like the talk about it just really dropped. And of course, people who end up playing it were just like I'm playing it to remind myself or this is going to be my first sign. But they got the game and put it away. Like, what talk about Mass Effect trilogy was staying there? Yeah, it also could be the the time it came out, too, because I'm like, man, we got some, you know, I I know people want to, like, talk about we haven't really gotten a lot of games this generation, but, man, it feels like we got a lot of games this generation, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Like, man, we got, you know, like, horizon elden ring you got like horizon elden ring you got kirby in the forgotten lands like you got a fire emblem game and i'm I'm just talking about not necessarily like the start of the switch generation i'm talking about like from like the playstation series and the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and x and up yeah so i'm like you uh like just looking from like 2020 to now like man we got that feels like a whole generation like of games if i'm being honest with you like Man, it's it's crazy. And just this year alone, it feels like we get like you mentioned what all these games coming in October. Our wallets are going to be hurting, man. Like <laughs> our wallets are going to be hurting this year because of like all these games that are coming out at such a high clip. I'm like, it feels like we just getting so much and so much. We're blessed. We really are. We are. And the thing and the thing about it is, is that we don't even know what the indie world from Nintendo is going to be doing. That's true. Because like I mean, because some people are just like, oh, this game is coming out on Switch as an indie game. Let me buy it. Okay. This this is on a level of game of the year talk. Okay, cool. If limited run, special forces or special reserve, are y'all doing uh, a physical version? Oh, y'all are? I'll put my money on it and wait a year or two whenever y'all feel like delivering it. Yeah, it's. You know, we kind of talked about this a little bit ago. Like, um, it is such a stacked year for video games right now that, like, man, I, I, I'd say this all the time during the during these shows. Like, I feel so sorry for I feel so sorry for indies this year because, like, there have been some really great indie games this year. I, I continue mm-hmm. to speak the praises of Planet of Lana, like, uh, th- which absolutely took my breath away. One of my favorite indies this year, but like, I need to buy that game. It's really good. It's really good. And, you know, like, I know you're not a Game Pass, like, aficionado. I know that's not your thing. But, like, it is for all you listeners who do like Game Pass. You can try it out on Game Pass, especially if you like games like Inside, if you like games like, um, what what's the other puzzle game I'm thinking about? Um, Not Inside, but uh, Limbo. Especially if you Limbo. like games like Limbo and Inside, like, definitely go check out Planet of Lana. It has such good, good cinematography as well. Like, there's a lot of lot of moments in that game that look like it came from a high budget anime as well so definitely shout out to yeah. Planet Alana give it a shot uh, the only I think the only problem that I have with Planet Alana is just like um I 
I heard about it, but I just didn't know when it was coming out. There was, yeah. the, I, didn't, I didn't feel like the marketing for it. Um, but hearing some good praises about the game, I do want to buy it. Like yeah. that is on my on my radar to buy and play and everything. Because I, I do like indie games. If I if I want to play them and everything, I just go and buy them. Even on yeah. Xbox, I I would go up and buy. It. Oh goodness. Thank yeah. you, Microsoft, for all your all your good sales. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the. Let me ch- tell you, I be checking Xbox sales every Wednesday to see what is dropping. Regardless if I own it on another console, I'm like, oh, this is at a good price. I'm gonna get it, and then I will try to go get all the achievements. So, you know, like we this episode's um, you know, all about the direction of Nintendo. But just a segue for one second, because you said something interesting just there. How? much of a day one buyer would you be if xbox did come out with their own handheld and you got to play all your xbox games on the go i will let it pass i would not oh okay day one for it or anything um and the only reason why is that i don't think microsoft would keep up with the support of it and everything um, because I think there's so more focuses focuses on the service and everything. Um, what if it just played I, Game Pass games? Like it play like it played Game Pass games, and you can play all your Xbox games on it. Like they didn't make no special do, games for it. Wouldn't they, do nothing for me. It wouldn't do nothing for you. I feel you on that. Wouldn't do nothing for me. I feel you or on anything. that. You already got what, a handheld anyway, so. I mean, switches. Yeah, I could play yeah. that game, those games on the go. But it was, it's gonna be like I would still need an internet connection to play it. That's true. Um, and everything. And so I would rather just, you know, play what I got on my Series X. Now, what I will say, I, I'll say this: if you give me a three terabyte <laughs> to system, the system I could. Uh, if it recognizes all my games, digital games and stuff, and my physical versions, if they said for four hundred dollars, okay, so there there is a price alone, point, okay, there is a price point for four hundred dollars with this three terabyte. Every game that you own physically from Microsoft themselves, not third party, you okay, you could it it would bam, uh, it would give you the digital version. It would give you this system's digital version. So now you can play it on the go. It's saved on your system. You still got to install it and stuff on your main system, but it, it recognizes that you do own the game physically, but we can't, we can't play it digitally because it is, um, our system doesn't play physical versions. You but know, we'll I, unlock the, we'll I unlock like that the, idea. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, unlock the X go. I like that idea, you know, and, you know, just to make sure, like, people aren't, like, taking their games back after, like, after popping it in one time, Mm -hmm. I would even, I'd even say, like, I would love that idea if you, if you could also say, like, okay, if your disc is in that Xbox, like, right now, it can read that your disc is in your home Xbox and still let you play that game digitally. That's, uh, that, I think, is, like, the middle sweet spot to where, like, you can say like, uh, where Xbox can say like, okay, he legitimately has that game. You know, like it's not that he he bought that game, traded it in, and we still are giving him a freebie. You know, and so I like that idea. I love that idea a lot. Um, 
going back to our topic of the show with um with the direction of nintendo so like we we talked about the scenario that this might be the final like the two mario games this fall might be the 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 two out of the four final like this is for this generation of switch like mainline first part nintendo games so like what do you think would be the last the other last two there like the last like the the 2024 last two that we haven't necessarily talked about i think the final game that they would go out all um i i kind of feel like it's going to be um monolith sauce uh new ip okay so, what do you think that would be um, um is i think it's supposed to be an action rpg that they're working on Oh. So I think they would they would do that as the final one, and they'll probably do some ports from GameCube or Wii or whatever. But I think Monolith Software have the last uh last go because Animal Crossing wouldn't be right to end the system all. I would rather go out on a banger and give it to Monolith Soft because like Fire Emblem, yeah, they got Fire Emblem Engage. Um and Kobe Tecmo might do another Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Warriors game or or whatever but i think they want to save like their next big game in that series going towards uh their new for the switch deluxe now mercury steam could could close it out too hey everybody you know that you 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 may not surprise it but we have been working on the t2d metroid yeah here here was super metroid the remake do you think it could be like a possibility that they do the that they almost do the the breath of the wild treatment to where like they whatever game is going to be the the swan song for the Wii U um or or the Switch in this case like they can release it on both consoles or like they can say like this is the Super Switch version and this is just the regular Switch version. Um, I, I think I think if you already own like Tears of the Kingdom. And you want to do a backwards compatible, they'll just give you the upgrade. And you think I don't Nintendo think would gonna... give you the upgrade? Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Nintendo all mm-hmm. about that dollar, man. They they overcharging us for Pikmin right now. Like they, they charging us two uh, 10 20 year Pikmin games for fifty dollars at this point. I'm but you like, gotta think about it. But you gotta think about it. How many people did not play the GameCube? How many people did not own it? How many people are curious about the GameCube stuff? So yeah, you could be like, well, they're charging us all this old stuff. Well, you if you were around when the GameCube was available, you had time to get these games, but you chose not to, or you was all into PlayStation 2, because that PlayStation 2 was the reigning thing, but you knew that Nintendo offered that game. So if you had a choice and had the ability to get those games when GameCube was around, you had that choice to get it. Now that some people were just like, I never got a GameCube. Okay, let's put out these games that people miss, help people understand why it's part of a classic and why people still love it. Why Pikmin is is um, that big game. Why Eternal Darkness kind of changed survival horror for, for, for a bit. Why Mario Sunshine is the way that it is and everything. Like, Can, can you give a brother who, two for 30, though? Like two for fifty? That's twenty five a piece, man. You can, you know, Nintendo could give could give a brother like two for thirty. But if but if any other if any other console did it, nobody would be complaining. 
I don't think any other console would do us like that, though. Like, because, like, I put it like this. If Pigment, like, put it like this. Um, and, like, Xbox and PlayStation gave us um, Uncharted, like, the Uncharted collection, the, the Legacy of Thieves collection. That had Uncharted, the Lost Legacy, and it had um, Uncharted 4. And they sold that bad boy for around, I think it was $70 at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I get, I think so. I think it was, but that thing came with upgrades though. Just like when Nintendo, um, that thing came with upgrades, it came with like, um, upgrades as far as the visual support, like they visually improved the game. They also like gave us new control schemes and gave us dual sense compatibility and they gave us, um, they gave us, um, what was the thing? Um, uh, like the different resolution fr- fidelity like options and all that kind of stuff yeah. just like like when nintendo gave us a uh, metro prime remaster they gave us a lot yes. of upgrades for that for my and they they charged us uh, i want to say what was that 40 dollars i think it was 40 yeah, yeah. 40 dollars right and they gave us all these upgrades i can understand that i i'm not i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna moan about it but these brothers then gave us two 10 plus year old pigment games and they haven't upgraded a damn thing and they're charging us 50 they did some, for this. They did some, they did some upgrades, but what you're did getting they do? two games. That that's all I'm getting was two games, though. I'm like hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Even though you're getting two games, uh-huh. it's still something people did not play. I mean, but what if so what if I played it on the GameCube back in the day? Like I still gotta pay fifty dollars on it. It's not like they got a uh, if you a loyalty if discount you want, for me, it's not it's not a for it's not a force for you. That's if you choose to get it. If you still own your GameCube and you still own those original ones, play those. Because guess what? If you try to look for a Pikmin online, you're going to be paying not fifty dollars. You're probably going to be paying three times that price for the first one. I I get you it, know, man. Like, but but man, you know, it's. I, it's egregious, though, man. It's money gouging. It might me. be. It might. It might be egregious, but um, like fifty dollars for right now for two games for a lot of people for some retro stuff is a budget price. So then, yeah, I I get it. it. It's almost like the. It's almost like you pay you. Um, everyone's gonna pay for it if they really want it. I get the. I get that argument, but man, it's like it feels so anti-consumer. You know, like. To the point to where, and I get it. It's Imagine a company. Folks, folks, pride paying ten dollars for a small upgrade version of a PS4 to a PS5 game, and Jim yeah, Ryan let people know that after Horizon Zero Dawn two, if you want to upgrade your PlayStation Four game to the five version, you're going to pay and you're going to like it. If you don't want it, well, just don't install it in your PS5 or buy the PS5 version. And yeah. Jim Ryan left it at that. And guess what the Sony community did? They paid the $10 or they got the PS5 version. Has, you know, anyone, else, has anyone else been complaining ever since that? I think they, they stopped doing that, though, didn't they? Like, Because I'm like, no. you, don't, you don't hear about the upgrade thing no more. Like, now it's either, it's if, like, it's it, it it's because they quit support for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation PS4. 4. Yeah, then that's yeah. why you stopped hearing about it. Right. And it was kind of just like, but if you got the PS4 version and you want a PS5 version, you were forced to pay the $10. They gave you the upgrade for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for free. They gave you that one. But ever since that, they were just like, this is what you're going to pay and you're going to 
the rewards are like it. Ghost of Tsushima on PS5 was $70. A game that came to PlayStation 4. You're not lying. And, You're guess, not lying. What? I- and, and guess what? Folks paid the $70, $70 for a game that was almost a year, a year and a half old. You're not lying. You're not lying. The director's cut did come with Ishii Island, though. At least came with an expansion. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but the DLC, yeah, but the DLC was also coming out for a PS4. So you didn't have to rebuy a whole game just to get the DLC. You are, yeah, you paid $60 and then whatever the DC, the DLC price was, mm-hmm. uh, or if you got a sale version, yeah, or anything. Yeah. But, but you still had to pay full price for a game that came out a whole year and a half out that you had the ability to go out and buy and play. Man, it's just crazy. And it once is. again, no one said anything. It is crazy. You're right. You're right. It is at low key Xbox, the only one doing this right right now with um treating treating these people right with backwards compatibility. Because <laughs> like, right. and 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 but people don't even realize that even some of the games on Xbox, in order for you to play that new version, you have to spend the seventy. And oh, what what, I, what game is that? I didn't even hear about um, this. I thought they were uh, mostly game? all backwards compatible, it may, except it may for been, like a few, you know. It may have been third party. Okay. That, um, I think I think Forza Five was seven. Did I pay seventy for Forza Five? You should have just played that on Game Pass. <laughs> just played that well, on Game well, Pass. Well, well, a lot of a lot of the things that I have brought on Series X because like Redfall, but Redfall is only for Series X. It's not for an Xbox One. Do you it's regret like, that buy? I really don't. I did don't have fun with it. I, I I don't I really I have fun with it. It does get boring. I did beat the game single player. Mm-hmm. I find I you know it does have its technical problems and stuff. But I think it was something that I just wanted to play, you know to see what the hub uh, and everything because that's what even happened to Crackdown 3. Yeah. You know, Crackdown 3 got all of this, all of this talk and everything and mid-reviews, but I was actually kind of having fun with it. Yeah, the direction of the game changed and everything, but I I pretty much did enjoy it. I I beat the game. Um, I was going to write a review for it. I still am, but I'm just like, I'm going to wait for the upgrades for this game to be, you know, implemented. And then I'm going to give a, a better review of what I experienced from this game. You know, Redfall had, you know, Redfall had promise with this trailers. Um, things just didn't seem to work out for some people and everything, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm willing to give this game a try. To see what to see what it's all about. I'm not gonna dog on something that I didn't play. I respect that completely. I'm I'm right there with you. I played like I and I and you're gonna dog me for saying this. I played four hours of Redfall, and I was just like, man, this this ain't this ain't the one for me. It's and you know I was maybe it was it's probably a little bit of me. It was a me problem. I was expecting something different. Maybe I was expecting more dishonored kind of like legacy there, but like. I, I just I I had to get out there like and, a bad habit, and you could uh, you could tell when a game is a washing machine game. Yeah, look, I, I like washing machine games. Money, though, sometimes I had to spend my money on uh, Cyberpunk 
Oh, for oh. Xbox One. And I played it for the Slim. Xbox oh. One Slim. And I told everybody, I don't trust this game. I don't trust CD Projekt Red because they're showing me more cutscenes than actual gameplay. I do not trust it. But everybody want to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> thank you, Target, for the buy two, uh, buy two deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I brought something for Switch, I think. I brought Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I brought Cyberpunk, because they were part, Cyberpunk was part of the deal, even though the game wasn't out yet. So, good, cool. Yeah. Love yeah. what I played on, the game I played on Switch. Love Final Fantasy Remake. Like, And I had already planned to get a Final Fantasy Remake. Mm-hmm. But Cyberpunk, that everybody was so hyped about this game. I'm like, I'm going to install it. I'm going to want to see what it's all about. This game is a terrible mess. The crazy thing is, you know, like, I love me some cyberpunk. Like, I love me some cyberpunk. I love, like, I can't wait for the expansion. And I I, I respect that they did the upgrades this game. Mm -hmm. I feel like the game now is ready. I haven't reinstalled it on my Series X because I still, I need to install it and beat it. But I'm like, this game is, it was, is it was buggy. It was buggy. It was, it was a mess. Yeah. Buggy and a mess. Child, this was on the level of a Atari Jaguar game. Oh, that's rough, man. That's rough. I, you know, like I originally played it at launch on the PS5. And for me, like it was still buggy, but it wasn't like it wasn't the mess that it was for a lot of people who played it on like le- like previous gen consoles at that time. So mm-hmm. I I my experience with Cyberpunk was actually a pretty pretty solid one. Um, I can't wait to get back into it this fall when um what is it Fandom Fandom Liberty is the expansion yeah. name comes out. Yeah. Yes. Like I can't wait to get back into it. But um, I want to say you know like I I do um for our last thing about the topic of the show I do want to say like. I'm excited to see what's next for Nintendo because even though I'm not a native like in Nintendo person, I I think I told you that this um last time we recorded together, like Fire Emblem Three Houses was my favorite Nintendo game of the of the generation. Like, and that shows you mm-hmm. and that's something that kind of shows you like I'm not a super I'm not a Nintendo kind of person. It's like because that's not a that while that is a Nintendo franchise, that's not like why most people buy a Switch, if I'm being honest, you know, like. But um, right. yeah, but I'm looking for I want Nintendo to do well. I want them to come out gun swinging. I think it's time to see. I want to see what what's next for them when it comes to like the big mainline games. I want to see if they have a what what's next for the Zelda franchise. I'm like, I want to see what's next for give us a new Mario Mario Kart. Man, we've been racing they'll the same like the same game for forever now so give us a new mario kart but like i want to see what's next for them i want them to do well for the, that next generation before we go though i got two last questions for you and that well three technically the my main question for you is are you ready because it is time for our pro nerd trivia portion of the show where we ask our esteemed guests five different questions based on five different nerdy categories the nerdy categories could be anything under the sun, including the the biggest of nerdy of nerdy categories into the smallest. We've gotten everything from Star Wars all the way to James Bond. So, Eddie, I gotta ask you: Are you ready? 
I am not ready because I failed last time. So <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to make history and fail again. Nah, man, you're gonna do you're gonna do well. I think this is the redemption arc, so to speak, uh, of your your come up. So here we go. Our first category is in the realm of Sega. All right, so Sega trivia, everyone. Our first time we were ever we've introduced this category. It's a new category to our pro nerd trivia portion of the show so the sega question uh is what is the playable female character the main playable female character in the sonic the hedgehog franchise amy that is absolutely correct you good sir you have you're on the board with one out of one question so far so you're doing good you're doing good here is our next question it is in the realm of the topic of the show, Nintendo. You are so it looks like the wheel might be on your side today. We will see. Indeed. All right. What is the name of the legendary Pokemon? The legendary Pokemon that is the star Pokemon on the game Pokemon Crystal. The titular category, like the titular legendary Pokemon for the game Pokemon Crystal. I would have to pass. Okay. Um, because I never played Pokemon Crystal. I understand. So. I understand. That was probably one of my favorite Pokemon games growing up, if I'm being honest. I believe the pronunciation is Susuween is the, the Pokemon. It is a uh, yeah, water ice dog, it looks like. Uh okay, so you're one of one. So you still you're on the board. You're not gonna get all five correct, but you do have a chance to have a winning record here. So let's move on here. Our next category is in the realm of Marvel. Marvel. So, specifically the MCU. What is the name of the government agent? C. Ran originally by Nick Fury. Goodness. This is from Iron Man. This is from the... uh... Iron Man. Iron Man 2 as well. Um, maybe even they have the TV series. They have yes, the I'm... series series. Uh, Shield. It is Shield, good sir. You are two. Uh, you've gotten two right and one one incorrect. So you are doing well so far. Now let's move on to our fourth question of the of the, our little segment here. Our fourth question comes from the realm of. Oof, this is a tough one. PlayStation. PlayStation. All right, so what is the name of the character that drives a pizza car in the franchise? Twisted Metal. He drives the pizza car. Um, from the Twisted Metal on PlayStation 1? Um, it just says Twisted Metal series, but yeah, I believe that would also include the, the PlayStation 1 edition. Okay. Uh, it's not the clown. Um, were you a big twisted metal kind of person? I was. I beat the original one on PlayStation One, and I never did any of the follow-ups. I know they did a remake or they re-release like Twisted Metal on PlayStation Three, Four. I, I think that was um, Black, right? Twisted Metal Black. Yeah, Twisted Black. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just Twisted Metal, but I think Black was like the third or fourth game. Okay. That um, might be well. I'm going to. I'm going to have to pass on this one also because I don't remember all the characters from Twisted Metal. 
Um, okay. But I know that I played it on PlayStation 1. I just don't remember the names. Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy was the name of the vehicle and, and character. Um, so Pizza Boy was also, like, let's see. Yeah, he's only made a couple of appearances in this game, so to speak. But Pizza Boy is the name of the character. Are you going to watch the show? The, the Twisted Metal show? When, is it on Paramount Plus? I think so. I think that's um, on Paramount. I think I'm going to do what I did with Halo. It's just once it comes to DVD, I'm going to buy it. Okay. Because um, I got the Halo TV series um, that I am enjoying, but I just need to finish popping it in and watching it. I brought it like on DVD, I mean on Blu-ray. So I think I'm going to wait for it to come on Blu-ray and then watch it. Um, it same comes with out. The Last of Us. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Comes out July 7th, 27th, 2023 for you listeners who are looking forward to that. Um, our final question, you are two of two. and You have a category between A or category B, depending on which one you choose is the category you re- will receive. Which category are you going to choose, A or B? I'm going to treat this like the Nintendo Direct and go with an A. A. Oh, you think it was an A type of show. I like that. I like that. So here we go. Ooh, this is a very interesting category. It is general video games. Just general video games. Not specific to anything here. So keeping with the video game trend here, we have... Oh, this is a hard one. All right, so... (sighs) I hate to do this to you. I feel so bad for you. All right. So what video game franchise originally originated on the PS, uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 generation was famous for its wild, crazy concepts and also its environments, which featured underground scenery? So it was a 360 PS3 game. That's um, when the series I'm assuming, originated. I'm assuming it's third party. The third party game. Yes, it's a um, third party game. Mm-hmm. Um, re- and the reason I say that because I don't know if it was like an indie game. So, um, it, I mean, it would have been Fallout um, because they did have Fallout on 360 and PS3. That's a good um, that's a good good thought process there. I like that. I like that. Um it originated um the 360 and the PS3 generation. It was known for it was known for its um I can hold on. I'm gonna refresh the question and it'll ask the question in a different way. So okay. this game, what game? A first-person shooter was developed and released and for the Xbox 360 and the PS3 generation. It is also a game that is set underwater. It would have been Bioshock. These good, sir. You are correct. It is Bioshock. So you are three of two. That means you have a winning record for this one. You did not get all five correct, so not in the Pro Nerd Hall of Fame, but you did get all... You did get a winning record here. So how do you feel about your performance today? I am happy. Uh, I am getting it as getting up there in age. So my brain is not working <laughs> like it used to. Uh, but I'm happy for my win. I, I'll do it three. Yes. 
I like that. I like that. So the other question in category B was in the realm. Oh, that would have been really tough. It was in the realm of DC. DC. And the question would the question would have been what female character is famous for using magic to aid her in her superhero efforts? Famous for using magic to aid her in the superhero. It starts with a Z, right? Yes, it does. Oh, I cannot think of um that she fought along with Batman. She they, she was in and she was in the animated uh movie. She's in a lot of with, animated movies. Mm-hmm. It's goodness. I know it starts with a Z because she has a magic costume on with um uh, a leotard and everything, a black leotard, I think. Um my mom would say Zangief, but that's not it. Zangief, um, that, I believe that is a different franchise. It's a good sir. Yes. Uh, well, I know it starts with a Z, but I cannot think of it. But I knew, I know she had the red pumps and everything. She was in a magician outfit. And you can she actually was visualize with, her. Yeah, she was with um, John Constantine. Constantine, yes, because they had an animated movie. Uh, from DC, Justice League um, Dark. Was... Yes, um, they did a second movie, and I need to watch it. I think I got it. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, uh, cannot think of it. I know it starts with a Z. That's a hey man, you're doing really good. It's Zatanna. Zatanna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you did really good. I I'm very much glad you chose A instead of B though. <laughs> Uh, I probably would have cheated on that one. I'm like, let me pick up my phone because I know it's <laughs> I know I'm describing her, but I just can't, can't remember the name. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I understand. So I told you I had three questions for you. The second question is where can the good people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that virtual code, and you can check out more of the content at boshrush.net and check out our YouTube page, Boss Rush Media, where you'll find uh, Nintendo Power Block, the uh, show that I host, 1v1, the Boss Rush Podcast, um, Boss Rush Spotlight, and more great content um, that we do. And if you want, like I said, want to check out our writing, you go to bossrush.net, and you want to support us on Patreon, you go to bossrush.net also. All right, so definitely go check him out on on all things boss rush they're doing an absolutely amazing job absolutely killing it out there before we go though my last question good sir is well before we go my last question is what video game are you going to recommend to the audience today because that is our last segment that we are throwing into Mm -hmm. our shows from now on we're giving our guests a video game recommendation assignment so what video game would you recommend people check out so this game just came out on Switch. It is also available on Game Pass. It's called Dordogne. Um, oh. It's a French game, uh, D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. And um, if you look at the game, it's like about seven chapters, but it tells about this girl who you play as Mimi. Um, she's a little bit older and her grandma passed away. And so there's this house that she's going to, and plus she like kind of like lost her job and everything. She goes to this house and things are intact, but you go on this adventure to find out what happened to her. 
and everything because you and in the process you kind of lose your memories so you go to her house to regain it and you kind of switch from being a 11 year old to this adult and everything and so you get to experience the memories that you had with your grandmother and um you get the story about family and some of the problems that they had and stuff um it sounds sweet. and you know yeah it is really good it's a beautiful watercolor looking uh game um it's not too much action or anything but it is a really beautiful game to not only look at but to play and everybody the music in this game is so good i really want to i'm probably gonna see if they offer the soundtrack to buy the music is so good they got one trap that has kind of this a little techno slash house music but they added the space element like atmospheric um kind of sound to it and it's really really good so um Dor uh Dor um it's a it is a French word and it is actual a French town uh city okay. um that you're visiting and stuff so um when you play the game there is voice acting in English but I think it gives you options to change the voice um I'm, I'm going to be writing a a review for it but i do recommend if you own game pass give that game a go um, okay so people can play it, it on xbox yeah so is it for um, all systems do, right now it's only that i know of it's for switch and for xbox okay um, i don't know if it's on playstation uh or anything it may be um i know when it was first announced and shown it was at uh any direct for nintendo but then game pass uh, Microsoft started doing a scissor reel of stuff that was coming to Game Pass, and that game showed up. So, if you are in, if you have Game Pass, you could go there and give it a play. Um, it may only take you about two to three hours. In okay, game. that sounds really cool. Um, Dardanne is is currently Dardanne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cur- currently playable on Xbox Game Pass as well as Switch. Everyone definitely go check that out. Eddie, thank you so much for doing this, man. It's always fun talking to you. Always great to have you on the show, man. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you and I love when you come on our shows and just geek out with us. <laughs> oh, man, always a pleasure. All, you know, all you have to do is just ring, um, like hit up the, the signal in the sky and I'm always be ready for you. So, yeah, man, thank you so much for doing this. Everyone, go check out Eddie and the Boss Rush Network. They are definitely killing it out there, doing some really good content, giving y'all everything that you possibly could want in the video game sphere. So definitely go check them out. Um, in the meanwhile, you can find me at Sebastian PNR on all the social media platforms. You can find this at on our YouTube page, the Pro Nerd Report YouTube channel, as well as the Single Player Experience podcast, which is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, be Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you like to listen to your podcast. And in the meanwhile, though, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching the YouTube version, I've been Sebastian. That's been Eddie. And this has been the Single Player Experience podcast. And we're out, everyone. Bye. Ready. Hey, thank you so much for watching the video. If you liked the video, hit that like button. Also, for more videos just like this one, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right here. Thanks again for watching the video, and for more like it, stay right here at the Pro Nerd Report channel.
So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for watching the video. If you like the video, don't forget to hit that like button. Also hit the subscribe button for more videos just like this one. I also want to let you know about the single player experience discord server. It's a perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games that they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good single player games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game you think should be recommended and should be reviewed, let me know about it right there. Before we go, I just want to thank you once again for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace. So that's a wrap for today's show. I'm going to give a special shout out and thank you to Eddie V from the Boss Rush Network for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!